Hello and welcome back to another episode of Purple Rain, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. I'm your host, Matt, and on this episode, we're going to take a look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers death chart and look ahead at the week one matchup against the Bucks and the Vikes. Let's do this. So not too long ago, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were led by Tom Brady, the GOAT. He retired this offseason, and now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are led by Baker Mayfield and cough, cough, Kyle Trask. So my thoughts on the Vikings opening up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I actually like this matchup for them, especially for it, it being at home and looking at the rest of our schedule. We finished first last year in the NFC North, so obviously we're going to have a first place schedule. We have one of the tougher schedules in the league this year, so it is nice that we kind of get this one, but we also cannot look past this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. They're a talented team. However, I've mentioned in previous episodes that you got the Bucks week one, but you also have the Eagles week two, and then you got the Chiefs, and then you got the Chargers, and then you, you, got, you got a gauntlet there in the beginning. The Bucks are probably the easiest opponent that you're going to face, also quarterback-wise. Uh, Baker Mayfield doesn't stack up to Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes. He's in a different tier than them. So I want to break down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers depth chart. Let's look at the strength between their position groups and the Vikings position groups, and then we'll kind of go from there. And at the end of this episode, I will give a prediction on what I think the final score will be. Let's move on to the Buccaneers depth chart. Okay, so the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at quarterback. It was a battle all offseason between Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. The veteran Mayfield ended up getting the edge and the nod to be the starter at the beginning of the season. So week one, the Minnesota Vikings will be taking on Baker Mayfield leading the Buccaneers offense with Kyle Trask backing him up. Uh, I think we clearly have the edge in the QB department, Baker Mayfield. Honestly, I think it's crazy to think that he was actually he was the number one overall pick, what, four or five years ago? I mean or maybe even it's been longer. The thing with him is he's shown flashes, but he's never really taken that next step. And now he's, I don't know, kind of considered a journeyman, right? Started started with the Browns, then went to Carolina, then went to LA. Now he's with the Bucks. I mean, that's four teams. That's kind of a lot in five or six years or however long he's been in the league for. But you can't look past Baker Mayfield. He's a competent starter in this league. And... I, I do think, like I said, the Vikings have the edge with Kirk Cousins in the quarterback department, but we do have a young secondary, so we might take our lumps in this game, but we also have some veterans that can help out, such as Harrison Smith, and I trust Brian Flores' scheme against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. All right, let's move on to the running backs. We got Rashad White as the starter, Chase Edmonds as the backup, along with Keyshawn Vaughn and rookie Sean Tucker. I think this is a solid running back group. Obviously, it was led by Leonard Fournette last year. I believe he's a free agent now. He's no longer with the team. I don't know. I think we still have the edge in the running back department with Alexander Madison. I mean, we got Madison, we got Chandler, and we have Gaskin as, as our running back committee. And I still think that we edge out the Buccaneers they're passing offense I think they're going to be a passing offense just you know like we'll get into the next position group but with Evans and Godwin as your wide receiver in one and two I think we should be game planning for them pass it more often than run it all right wide receivers we've got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin as the starters and in the slot 
the Bucks have rookie Trey Palmer as a starting slot receiver for them. Their backups are Devin Tompkins, Rakeem Jarrett, another rookie, and Russell Gage. However, Russell Gage is on the IR. This is, I'm not going to lie, this is a pretty sweet lineup that the, the Bucks are putting out at wide receiver. Mike Evans, I mean, if he continues playing, he's going to be a, uh, a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Chris Godwin, another guy that just needs to stay healthy. And when he's healthy, he's a damn good receiver. And Trey Palmer is a burner from Nebraska. That's another guy I want the Vikings to select. I mean, he's just straight line speed. He's so fast and he's been showing out. He's at a good camp and for the Bucks preseason games, he's been playing pretty damn well. However, on the flip side, when you've got the best damn wide receiver in the league in Justin Jefferson, followed by an above average KJ Osborne, a rookie of the year candidate in Jordan Addison, Brandon Powell and Jalen Naylor rounding out that wide receiver group as depth options. I'm sorry. Hey, I know I'm biased towards the Vikes. I'm still taking the Vikes on this one. Vikes edge out the wide receiver group. Let's move on to tight end. So the Bucks have Cade Otten as their starting tight end. I believe he was a rookie last year out of Washington. He came onto the scene and he flashed. They have Coke Cleft, Payne Durham, and David Wells as their backups. Um, Kate Otten, I mean, he showed flashes last year, but I think he's going to have to take a huge step this year. So we'll just have to see. But obviously, I it's like, I don't want to pick every single thing to be an edge for the Vikings, but why would I choose their tight end group over the Vikings tight end group? We have TJ freaking Hawkinson, a top five tight end in the league, a man who just got paid. Our backups are Josh Oliver and who's the best blocking tight end in the league, and then Johnny Munt, who is the best third tight end in in the league. Not my words, Kevin O'Connell's words. Tight end group goes to the Vikings. Let's look at the offensive line. Starting at left tackle is Tristan Wirfs, so it looks like he's moving from the right side over to the left side. Remember, he was drafted out of Iowa in the first round. He played left tackle at Iowa, and they converted him to right tackle because they had Donovan Smith playing left, and now he is playing left tackle. They got Matt Filer at their left guard. He's a veteran offensive lineman above average. Robert Hainsey as their starting center. He looks like he's a backup because Ryan Jensen is currently on the IR. Cody Mauk a rookie right guard drafted in the second round from North Dakota State University. And the starting right tackle is Luke Godeke. I think this is a pretty strong looking offensive line. Tristan Wirfs is an all pro tackle. Matt Filer, like I said, is an above average guard. Uh, I think Robert Hainsey, I feel like I've heard of him before, um, but it obviously helps that Ryan Jensen isn't playing this game. Uh, so he's probably just a decent backup who can spot start Cody Malk. Uh, I watch a lot of NDSU Bison football, watched him last year. He mauled people at the FCS competition. Um, he did really well at the senior bowl. He's been playing. He had a great camp. He's been playing well in the preseason. He is a rookie though. And rookies are going to take their lumps, especially in the first half of the season. So we'll have to see what happens there. And then Luke, uh Godeke. Don't know anything about that dude. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you guys and say, oh yeah, that guy did this and that guy did that. No, I have no idea. But compared to our offensive line group, I honestly think I give the Bucks an edge. Like we have Stallworths at the 
tackle positions in Christian Derrissaw and Brian O'Neill, but our interior offensive line is so suspect. Like, yeah, Garrett Bradbury is a veteran center who's above average, but he can get totally bulldozed sometimes. Ezra Cleveland, great at uh, run blocking, terrible pass blocker. Ed Ingram, I don't know. I guess the grade's inconclusive on him right now because he's going into his second year, but as a rookie, he was one of the worst guards in the league. So yeah, I think I'm going to give the Bucs the edge in this department. Let's move on over to the defensive side of the ball. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers run a base 3-4 defense. Let's start on the defensive line. So starters on the defensive line are left defensive end, Kalaje Kansi. He is a first-round first round pick. He's a rookie out of Pittsburgh. He's being compared to uh, Aaron Donald, by the way, which it's like, hey, yeah, let this guy play a few games before you start throwing that name around. Uh, nose tackle Vita Vea, all-pro, great player. And right defensive end, Logan Hall, with backups Mike Green, Greg Gaines, and William Golston. Yeah, this definitely looks like a solid defensive line, especially with Vita Vea uh, plugging up the middle, Kalaji Kansi, uh, super high upside rookie, and then uh, uh, Logan Hall. I think he's a younger player. Let me look real quick if my computer lets me. Yep, so he was actually second-round pick two years ago, so another young player with high upside. And then William Golston's obviously a veteran, good for depth, same with Greg Gaines, so... Yeah, I think they're. Def- I definitely think the defensive line is better than the Vikings. So I give the edge to the Bucks because the defensive line for the Vikings is probably one of the weakest positions for them. Let's move on to linebacker. So weak side linebacker, we have Joe Tryon. Joe Tryon. Let's just go Joe Tryon. Uh, inside linebacker, we got Devin White. Right inside linebacker, we have David Levante or David Levante. Levante David. And strong side linebacker, we have Shaquille Barrett with their backups being Yaya Diaby, KJ Britt, Anthony Nelson, and Marquise Watts. This is a pretty stacked uh, linebacking group. Uh, Joe Tryon was was a first-rounder two or three years ago. He's a solid player. Obviously, Shaq Barrett, he's a sack machine. Um, played for the Broncos. I believe he won a Super Bowl with the Broncos and then came over to the Bucks. still performing at a high level, won a Super Bowl with the Bucks. He is a pretty damn good pass rusher. And then on the inside, you have Devin White and Levante David. Uh, that's a pretty damn good uh, inside linebacking duo. So definitely give the edge to the Bucks on the linebacking group. And then let's move on to the corners. So starting left corner is Jamel Dean. Starting right corner is Carlton Davis. And their depth is Zion McCollum, D. Delaney, Josh Hayes, and Christian Isian. I've literally never heard of any of their depth guys. So um, I've definitely heard of their starters. Their starters are very good. Uh, they signed Jamel Dean back this offseason. Um, there was some speculation that the Vikings might have been in on him, but he ended up going back to the Bucks. And then Carlton Davis, the third, has been a very solid quarter for them. So I think this is another one where I got to give the cornerbacks, uh, cornerback position group an edge to the to the Bucks. I think I've given everything to the Buccaneers so far on the defensive side of the ball. But that just kind of shows obviously the Bucks have a lot of veterans and 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 great players that have stayed there for a while and the Vikes have a lot of young players that are coming in. They they're still, you know, unproven commodities. All right. So, let's move on to the safety group. So, starting strong safety is Ryan Neal. 
and starting free safety is Antoine Winfield Jr. Uh, backups are Christian Isian and Kayvon Merriweather. Ooh, this is tough. Antoine Winfield Jr. is a dude. He's an absolute stud. Breaks my heart that, you know, the Vikings couldn't find a way to trade up and, and get him. That would have been such a great story. And Antoine Winfield's son, who played for the Gophers, is also playing for the Vikings. I think it's just too good of a story for it to actually happen. But hey, you never know. Hit free agency. Come on over to the Vikes. We got an aging safety who's probably going to retire soon. Um, I think I'm going to give the the Vikings the edge. Antoine Winfield Jr. obviously is great, but guess what? So is Harrison Smith. Harrison Smith is better than Antoine Winfield Jr. even right now, I think. And then Ryan Neal, obviously he's a good, solid starting corner or safety in this league, but you can say the same thing about Cam Bynum. And then when I look at their depth compared to our depth, Josh Metellus, Lewis Seen, Jay Ward, and Theo Jackson, I mean, we're absolutely stacked at the safety position. This, no doubt in my mind, goes to the Vikings. Vikings win the safety position group. And then the special teams. So their starting place kicker is Chase McLaughlin. And their punter is Jake Camarda. Obviously for the Vikings, we have Greg the Leg Joseph and Ryan Wright. I'm going to give the Vikings the edge here. Uh, Ryan Wright obviously showed last year being a rookie punter that he's a big boy who could kick the ball very far. (laughs) He's very good. So I think he's a better punter than uh, what the Bucks got. And then... I, I don't know. I think Greg is good. I, I'm fine with Greg. He's just got to make sure he's making those PATs and being consistent. Uh, I think consistency is the biggest thing for Greg Joseph. So I give the Vikings the edge in that department. Okay, so that brings us towards to the end of this episode. Before I sign off here, like I said, I'm going to give a prediction for week one, Vikings versus Bucks. I think the Vikings win this game. I'm torn between saying <laughs> I don't want to say they're they're just going to absolutely obliterate the Bucks because I don't think that's going to happen. Especially I've kind of changed my tune now that I've gone through their depth chart. Their defense is really good. <sighs> I'm trying to think of a score. The Vikings are going to have an electric offense. I'm going to say Vikings 27, Bucks 20. Vikings 27, Bucks 20, and it's going to come down to the Vikings. The Vikings are going to be up 24 to 20 late in the fourth quarter. They're going to have a chance to seal the game by punching in, punching it into the end zone. They're going to fail and they're going to settle for a field goal. And it's going to be up to a young defense led by Brian Flores to stop the Buccaneers on a game winning two minute drill type drive. And we're going to seal the deal. I don't care if it's a, the clock runs out interception, fumble recovery, whatever it is, that's how it's going to go down. All right. Well, that concludes another episode of Purple Rain. I hope you guys enjoy this content. If you are enjoying this content, I highly recommend that you hit the subscribe button so you never miss a notification about a new episode that's released. I cannot wait for week one. So I hope this 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 episode got you guys feeling very excited for our week one matchup against the Buccaneers. I plan on getting at least another episode or two out before the, the Bucks and Vikings game on Sunday. So until then, I'll see you next time. And like always, Skull Vikes.